What's up guys, how's it going? John Hollinger here. Just got done with another Instagram Live with Darius Lewis. And uh, we had a conversation about how he got to his first professional contract over in the Faroe Islands, how that experience was, and the whole journey uh, within his footballing career so far. And, you know, we also talk about his faith journey and we uh, answered uh, questions that were sent in by listeners and supporters, you know, about faith and about football and, and, and the blend of both of those. And yeah, this is this was a really good conversation we have. So hope you guys enjoy. How's it going, Darius? Dan, how are you, man? Good. Doing well. Yeah, man. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Uh, you know, I wanted to say thank you for, for coming on, you know, taking the time, uh, you know, to to share and everything. So I think, uh, yeah, I just wanted to, to say thank you to you as well, you know? No so, problem, man. Oh. Yeah. So, um, uh, yeah, you know, I, I think it's good, uh, you know, for people to, you know, to to hear your story. I think it's pretty cool. Um, and, you know, so I think, uh, yeah, just go ahead. Uh, start, you know, just by introducing yourself and, you know, where you're from and, yeah, and how you started playing. Yeah, so, um, so yeah, I'm from, um, my name is Darius, Darius Lewis, and I'm from, um, I'm from Florida. So, um, mm-hmm. very hot here. Uh, most of the time it's, yeah, really hot, but I live mostly in the middle part of Florida, so I'm not really... Uh-huh. Where open. where in Florida? Uh, it's called Port St. Lucie, the city. Okay, okay. Because yeah. I played... I, I was one year at Palm Beach Atlantic, so that's okay. in West Palm Beach. Right, that's yeah, about in Florida. Hour. Yeah. Hours. Yeah, so, man. So, yeah, I grew up here. Um, you know, both of my parents are from Trinidad and Tobago. So, um, I grew up in America, but technically I grew up like an islander. Because both my parents, you know, that way of, you know, um, that Caribbean kind of background. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, I, I grew up here. I started playing soccer when I was uh, six years old. Um, and when I first played, you know, I, I immediately fell in love with it. Uh, it was a funny story because I first did track. That was my first ever did uh, sport. Mm-hmm. And uh, after the very first day, I said no. I thought I was gonna run races. <laughs> That's after yeah. And then I'm getting yeah. tired. So I went to football, and mm-hmm. then, then yeah, I just never looked back from there. Um, mm-hmm. I started playing competitively at seven, and then uh, yeah, I always played up about two or three years, so um, so I could have that competition of pushing myself because uh, I started showing a lot of potential. My dad saw that in me from a young age, um, and then. Yeah, around, I would say, 13, 14, he started really seeing a lot of potential. And, you know, I, I made a decision that I wanted to, you know, do this professionally in my life. Even at that young age, you know, mm-hmm. I, I wanted to play this for a living. That's always what I wanted to do. Um, so at 15 years old, um, yeah, well, I knew that that's what I wanted to do. So I knew I most likely had to leave home, you know, if mm-hmm. I wanted at a, at a younger age. So yeah. I had in my mindset and then um. Yeah, at 15 years old, I actually ended up getting scouted um, mm-hmm. from uh, from a MLS Youth Academy um, mm-hmm. 
in uh in Philadelphia. That was, mm-hmm. was the Union. Home. Yeah, the Union. I was yeah. My yeah. In Florida, we went to a tournament in Texas. I don't know if you ever heard of Dallas Cup. Yeah, Dallas Cup. Yeah, yeah. It was a big one. Um, so I ended up getting scouted there, and um and yeah, and they really liked me, and I I took a leap of faith at fifteen, and that's halfway across the country, and um, mm-hmm. and then I. I said goodbye to my family, which was one of the hardest things I did. Mm-hmm. At 15, right? You were at 15? Yeah. Wow. Um, That's cool. It, yeah, it was, uh, it was mm-hmm. an experience, but like, I knew it was something I had to do if I mm-hmm. wanted to you know, pursue this game. Mm-hmm. I couldn't stay here because where I live in here in Florida, nobody really plays football that much. It's not, mm-hmm. it's not a big sport. It's mostly... American football, basketball, those kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. I knew I had to deviate and, and, and take a different path from, from the people in my town here. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, I did it. And spent three years in the Philadelphia Union Academy. I could arguably say that was probably mm-hmm. the three best years of my life. Um, yeah, I made so many relationships there with friends, teachers, um, mm-hmm. well, staff. Everyone there was really really kind and I had a fantastic time a lot of ups and downs in the football but um mm-hmm. but I had a really good time overall what they did was they had a, a school affiliated with the actual club of union mm-hmm. we would have the our school is called YC Academy so we would go to school in the morning time um no we would train in the morning time first we go to training and then we walk over to school for about five six hours or so and walk back to training so we train twice a day um so we were really, you know, keeping fit and, and also getting our education at the same time. And then, um, and then, yeah, it was, uh, it was difficult at some times because, you know, your family's not there and yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit, you know, self-motivating a lot of the times you got to push yourself to the limit. Um, I always call my parents every single day, of course, but you know, it's just you know, not having them physically is, is a big challenge. Um, and I'm so used to having them and then, um, mm-hmm. But um, but I I you know cope with it well. We had six guys living in one house, um, for mm-hmm. the residency kids, and that, um, so there were certain kids that they pulled from different states, like myself. Some from Michigan, some from Texas, and different places. And you know they brought us into one house, and we lived together, um, with a house mom who took care of us. And um, that was you know that's where all the fun really you know began because it it kind of pulled my mind away from you know, being disappointed about not being home and this kind of stuff because I was with these guys every day doing everything with them and just having a blast. Like, we have uh, FIFA tournaments. We have ping <laughs> tournaments. Uh, um, it gets competitive, right? Well, yeah. Like, it, was, it was super fun. Like, mm-hmm. I, never, um, I never regretted that at all. And mm-hmm. it was an amazing experience. And those guys are like brothers to me. The guys that mm-hmm. all the time. and. Mm-hmm. and it was a really special bond, and the teachers it was only about seventy kids in the whole school, so there was only about five or six people in a class. So basically, mm-hmm. we would, you know, our- this is at all. This is all at Philadelphia. But was it like your second year that you moved in with these guys, the no, six guys? Or was it first right from the beginning? Right from the beginning, I, I okay, moved. Okay, cool. Else, but yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it was maybe different guys in and out each year. Mm-hmm. Us, um, because some people graduated sometimes, we might have seniors, we might have uh, sophomores in the rest of the house. So people left and people came in if they got, if they recruited new guys and stuff like that. But, um, 
my overall is a main core of guys that were in the house a lot of the time when I was there. And um, yeah, and, and really and truly, you know, like I was saying, the teachers and everybody really helped you a lot individually because we had so much one-on-one -on -one help from the teachers. Um, we didn't have a big school. We didn't have, there was no girls there. It was just mm -hmm. guys. That was a hard thing to, to adjust. <laughs> Yeah, at that age, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was it was different, but it was definitely, you know, worth every second I went there, you know, it was, mm -hmm. it was the atmosphere, the teachers were amazing people. Um and I would I can go back there anytime and, and feel like family member to them. So it was a really great uh atmosphere they, they created for the players and the um with the football players and the athletes there. But um mm -hmm. but I, I, I it was uh yeah, it was junior year and senior year where, you know, I had to make this kind of decision, like, because, you know, most of the kids there would, you know, go to a very top university, maybe a most of the time in Division mm -hmm. One, um, because the academy was so prestigious in the aspect of, you know, school and soccer, and it was just different than most schools. Or Yeah, yeah. Our, our, our academy as a high regimen in um you know performing uh for players and, and and academic level so and i usually did well in academics i usually got you know kept my 4.0 gpa and treaties and things like that because i never you know ever you know would ever tell anyone that you know just focus on football and forget about school and stuff i i I'd never functioned like that in my life my parents found out i was getting bad grades and it'd be game over for me <laughs> so I had to yeah. do well. and it's something that you know I I enjoyed doing it because I like to learn. So I, I like mm -hmm. learning different things. And um, I was usually de decent in all subjects. I was much better in math than, than the others. But um, but I did well. You know, I, I did well in school. I always maintained high-level grades and, and things like that. But, you know, I came to this decision, which was the hardest decision I've ever made. Um, but I had to make it because I knew this was going to be it here. Mm -hmm. um, me personally, I took huge leap of faith and you know on my graduation day every senior had to say a speech um you know according to their time there and you know thanking everybody and so on and I did that of course but I also said to them that you know I will not be attending university and I want to try mm -hmm. and chase a career professional career in Europe because the the club uh Philadelphia Union didn't offer me a contract at that time which was you know it was it was their decision. I can't, you know, argue them, but, you know, I thought I did well enough there, but, you know, they saw something different. So I was like, okay. And I decided to, to push myself and, and try to make this dream happen because that's what I wanted from a young age. I never really saw myself playing college soccer. It was never an intention of mine. Even when I was in the academy, I always wanted to play this for a living. So, um, so yeah, I, um, and there's nothing wrong in college soccer at all. Like, and that's what I tell people. But this is just for me personally. This is what I mm -hmm. you know, to, to do in my life, and and um, and they accepted it really well. The academy and you know they helped me to to push on and and, and hopefully you know pursue my dream. Um, but uh, after the high school graduation, um, yeah. So I say goodbye to everyone, and you know I think it was pretty much all except for one of the players went to a top uh, university um, in the country and one of the players was already signed with the team and uh and I was just there I was I was left out um I came back home to live with my family for 6 months like because during that time I was trying to you know 
ask agents and, and, and seek for help to try and make this dream a reality. And it was difficult mm -hmm. because you know, I didn't have a big resume. I just came from the academy and that was it. I didn't play professionally. I didn't do any of these, these kind of stuff. So I had to train every day, self-motivate myself mm -hmm. every day for six months after I came back home. That was where it really began because that was extremely mm -hmm. difficult. Like to do that yeah. every single day. I wake up, you know, pray, but not praying in the sense of hoping, but praying for just thanking God for my life in general. And that's what we mm -hmm. should always do as a believer is, is to pray mm -hmm. for all the blessings you hear God has given you, not mm -hmm. for what you want in your life. And that's what I did. You know, obviously the God knows our hearts and our desires already. So we don't have to tell him. He knows. All we have Definitely. to do is the blessings he's given us. So that's what I was doing during my time at home, just thanking him, thanking him. And, uh, and waking up training every day. It wasn't easy. Um, I went to one party during that whole six months. Like, mm -hmm. I, I like to go out and enjoy myself, but I stayed focused during that time because mm -hmm. this is a huge decision I made. I turned down offers from Princeton University, Yale University, Notre Dame University, like yeah. um, top uh, colleges in the country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know, at points in that time, I was doubting, like, did I make the right decision? Mm -hmm. All players that were in the academy going to college, enjoying themselves and doing really well. And yeah. And I did, I made the decision correctly, but you know, I was, you know, I was, I was trusting in God and that that's what the word faith really comes to. It's about mm -hmm. trusting and putting your confidence in him. If you don't, if you don't put your complete confidence in him, then you're doubting him in a sense. Like he is mm -hmm. omnipotent, omnipotent. He can do anything. Once you mm -hmm. put it, there's nothing that's impossible with other God. So once I keep kept these promises in my mind, knowing that he can deliver and he can, you know, lead me into wherever he wants me to go for his glory. I knew that I was, I was okay. And I would be safe. Like, um, mm -hmm. But it was difficult at times. It's not easy. You know, following Jesus Christ, there is going to be trials and tribulations. It never mm -hmm. will be easy. Never. And that's what people tend to not understand. You know, they think Jesus, if you follow Jesus, you'll be happy. No, you get a sense of righteousness and to want to do good things and want to do right. But, you know, you will have trials and tribulations. Jesus Christ endured the worst pain ever. And he was mm -hmm. the holiest man to ever walk on earth. So who are we? You know? Yeah. Like, so I have yeah. to keep these knowing that you know i have to endure something in order to get a blessing or whatever god decides to give me so i i really pursued and i really pushed myself and yeah it was it was december now came so i left in june and it went all the way to december just training and stuff like that reaching out to agents there was you no know, uh inexperienced and you know he's a good player but you know he doesn't have um yeah the what people are looking for the looking for it i was like okay and then my dad saw a tryout online, and I was like, okay. It was a European soccer tryout. Here in Florida, I could uh, I could go to. Uh, it was about $500 to, to go, and I was like, mm -hmm. that time, our, our funds were really tight. My family and I, we were kind of struggling. Mm -hmm. My dad said, you know, I'll, 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 you know, give you the money to try and go for it. And, and when he did that, you know, it gave me an even bigger motivation to try and, and do well in this thing because – I didn't have a lot of uh, a lot of options in my hands, so mm -hmm. I took it. And um, this was crazy because the tryout was three hours away from my house. Mm -hmm. So every player 
uh, in the trial was staying in a hotel nearby. We didn't have enough money to go in the hotel and stay, so I drove three hours and it started at eight o'clock in the morning. So I woke up at five a.m., drove three hours to IMG Academy to attend this trial every single day for three days, and um, and yeah, I, I just did everything I could. I I I don't even like I just put everything on the line and I did really well, and I knew it for myself. And then after the trial, the the academy director, uh, the um, the program director of the of the AX Soccer Tours, he, he actually approached mm-hmm. me, and he said, um, "He said, who are you?" Like, uh, I was like, "I'm Darius," <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> "Like, no, um, you know, you're you're a very talented player." And I was like, "Thank you," and then um, you know, and then I, he just left me with that. And I was like, "Okay," and uh, I came back home. I was exhausted. Finally, I finished. Um, and they're supposed to contact the players about two weeks after to say, you know, if you're not ready for Europe, if, you know, you might get a tryout, they'll tell you if you need more training and things like this. And then it was only three days after I was sitting in the living room with my dad and, and then you got an email saying that um, a team from the tryout wants to offer you a direct contract. I was like, like that's mm-hmm. crazy. Like that. Like finally, a door is open. Like I was, mm-hmm. like, you know, I just looked up to the sky and was just thanking God for the opportunity. Like I finally came, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it was it was it was a sense of relief in that aspect of finally something has opened up. And uh, I looked at my dad. I was like, wow. Like, and then we just, you know, obviously we kind of celebrated in that moment. And then, um, and then we saw like, well, where's the club? Like, what? Where, where is that? <laughs> it's like. Um, I don't know how to pronounce the name of the club, but it's in the Faroe Islands. I was like, where is that? Like, yeah. I have no idea where that is. And I was like, what? I didn't even know that country existed at the time. So I was like, yeah. And I was really confused. And I was, we looked it up and we're like, whoa, what a place. Like, it's yeah. amazing. Like, uh-huh. not very big, but it's beautiful. It's beautiful, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah. breathtaking. And, um, and uh, and yeah, it was, this was where the big leap of faith came in because, you know, I had an offer now, like, but it was a place where I didn't know, like, mm-hmm. so I had to leave halfway across almost the world to a place I didn't even know existed. My fa- my parents couldn't come with me, so I was mm-hmm. like, wow. But luckily, the club had um, a residency, uh, or not a residency, uh, a house family that was willing to take me in. I was young, I was 19, and to move so far across a place, I didn't even know the language, the, the country, I was like, so, um, the coach said, I'll find somewhere for you to stay. What like, language is it over there? Uh, it's called Faroese. Okay, wow. <laughs> they speak English, they spoke English also, but um, yeah. But that was their main language, and yeah, I was really thankful that the, the family that took me in, amazing family, and um, they really helped me a lot. There was a guy my age, um, they're helping me out all the time and you know, translating and doing this stuff. And, and he was actually one of the most biblical people I've ever met at such a young age. He was 17 mm-hmm. years old. He read the Bible twice in his life. Yeah. He wow. Was, he was extraordinary in, in knowing the, the word of God and these kind of stuff. So he helped me in that aspect grow even more as mm-hmm. a believer. Because I would pray and have faith, but I would have struggled to actually sit down and read the Bible and understand it. And mm-hmm. yeah, 
his family to do that while also you know providing food all the time for me never making me feel left out of situations they just took me in as their own and it was just fantastic and um and yeah so when i was there you know <laughs> it was just different the, the kind of atmosphere in general like period like everything there about football was just different from america like i didn't know how to explain it when i was there you know you go around the town you just see kids playing football that's it no other mm-hmm. sport not even like something just football and and they're running people down to come and play there's never a feel that just empty or anything like that and it's just wow. yeah you know, beautiful atmosphere even in a place where no one even really knows exists this mm-hmm. what they love and it was like wow so when i was there i signed and i went for my training and you know the training was just so much different than what i'm used to here in america like wow it's really intense even though it's um a smaller team in europe the training intensity was just way higher than i expected um mm-hmm. and coaches demands were so high even in a, a small club like that and uh yeah it was it was difficult to adjust in the beginning because um mm-hmm. you know he was really hard on players to you know he doesn't like players shining over others in the aspect of you no know, favorites and in a way everyone needs to be treated mm-hmm. the same pushed um so you know he just pushed 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 me he broke me down sometimes to the point where I was like man like did I even make a decision like right to come here like it was just sometimes mm-hmm. really yeah and um yeah finally uh, I got I got a break after my I made my debut and then uh, my third appearance uh, for, the, for the first team I came in and um, we were up 1-0 but we were kind of struggling a little bit against one of the top teams and it was to actually go um if we won the one that game we would go ahead in the league the first place mm-hmm. in the league so I guess I did and yeah I did well I was fighting fighting and then one one moment came where the midfielder I just played the ball in right into my path down the center took a touch past him beat the keeper and it's cool mm-hmm. and like it was just like yeah just broke off me like I was just yeah. like, finally you know relief in that of finally not making an impact for the team and um and yeah I scored my first goal and it was it was an amazing feeling because you know that moment I've been working so hard for also like this mm-hmm. whole time, 6 months I was home prior to that union I always dreamt of that moment for my first goal and mm-hmm. then happened in a sense where we, we were up to zero now and we were clear to win the game and we went on top of the league so it was um it was really special day Uh, and then after that, I, I got subbed in again the next game. Scored again, and then mm-hmm. again scored again. So I scored three times in a row. You know, you know, really pursuing, really you know, doing well. And then, um, and then yeah, we had some more transfers that took place in the summer window. Some more experienced players, so I had to kind of back off a little bit in the aspect of you know respect that these guys have more experience coming from Norway and and um, and. Um, Denmark in these places so mm-hmm. yeah I had to you know take a step back and, and I understood that but um then I I played a lot more with the second team in the second half of the season um even though I made some appearances still for the first team but I played a lot more the second getting a lot of game time and then mm-hmm. I had scoring 14 goals in 14 matches with their team, the second team mhm and the season I ended up winning the league with the second team mhm uh, the day of when we won the league the day after we had the final for the for the first team 
uh, it was uh, we were tied in points with um, first and second place, and we actually played that same team in the last day. Mm-hmm. It was just a huge finale. Like, yeah, entire city was out like supporting. Like, just so much drama and 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 commotion. And, yeah, we ended up beating them three zero. Like, it was just, mm-hmm. and we went ballistic. So I won the league with second team that day. Next day, I won the league with the first team. And that was the first time they had won the league in 20 years. Wow. Same year I was born. Like, mm-hmm. It was the last time yeah. they won the league. And, um, and, yeah, it was just, you know, it was, it was a dream. Like, I, I can't even put that into words how amazing that was. Um, and God had really showed me a lot of mercy during that time because he knew I was enduring a lot for such a young guy. Um, but I had, like you're saying, a lot of faith. I, I had to put my trust and confidence in him. Uh, I can't put it into man at that point because I've already made the decision I need to pursue, even though it's it's difficult sometimes. You have to pursue challenges in order to see the outcome. And I did that, and then I ended up, you know, being successful. And then, um, yeah, it was just a fantastic season overall. I made fantastic relationships with people. Um, the kids uh, in the city, like, it was just... <laughs> A different, a different atmosphere. Like I was never imagined people running me down to you know sign autographs or you know all these kind of stuff. And it was just like I didn't even know me like before this. Yeah. I was just like, yeah. I'm in here, and you know they really, you know they really appreciated me. Yeah, I was, I was thankful for them, and they even one of the guys said um, I was on the jersey in the store that I was one of the highest um, jerseys I was sold. And I was like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have much, but they really, you know, appreciated mm-hmm. me. They said my look or my my hair or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> but I was I was really grateful for, um, you know, the love they showed me when I was there. And yeah, so um, I came back home after I was done. I hadn't been home in eleven months, and the day I got home, the day I got home, so I no, when I was flying home, I got a call from the the senior national team coach for Trinidad and Tobago. Mm-hmm. Oh, he said, "Can you come down? To, to, we have a camp soon. Can you come down and play?" And I was like, uh, "I think I can. I'm, I'm kind of tired, but I was like, he's like, you don't have to.' But I was like, no, I will. You know, that's a big mm-hmm. opportunity. Like, that's my first time I ever gotten that opportunity mm-hmm. in my life for an international team. So, um, so yeah, I was like, you know, I'll do it. Like, so I, I came home. I was in Paris at that time, flying home, and then I came home. Day I got home." The next mornings, so I'd been home in 11 months. Finally walked to my front door. And the next morning, I had to fly out again to Trinidad. Yeah. Man, <laughs> like, Lord, please help me. <laughs> yeah. Like, a, I think it was like a 12-hour flight or something like that. And I finally got home the day after I had to um, fly out to Trinidad. And, um, and yeah, I, I, I spent a week there in the camp. Um, and I ended up getting uh, an appearance in International Friendly. I scored twice on my debut, so that was um, mm-hmm. really a, a nice moment for me and my family. My, I think, thirty something of my family members came out to watch. Uh, a lot, a lot of family in Trinidad. Almost ninety percent of my family lives there. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it was a really special moment, and I came home. But um, but now it's you know, it's, it's been a difficult road now with this all Corona. Mm-hmm. That decided to you know take a step back from Pharaoh and try and pursue that avenue. That's really Definitely, cool. man. Yeah, that's great, man. Wow, that's a that's a great story so far. I mean, and you know, you're still young, which is really cool as well. So, like, um, yeah, I think that's really that's really cool. So, did you like 
so growing up, like you always had, you know, this faith or like, um, and like also like y your buddy that you met over in the Faroe Islands, who was strong in his faith. Was that, was that, was, was that just him or was there like more people there like that as well? Or like, how, how was it over there? Uh, um, so yeah. Yeah. I grew up always knowing God and, and trusting it in Christ. Um, mm -hmm. But I got deeper when I got, I think when I leave home at 15 years old, because I had to rely on cling on him mostly rather than my parents. You know, mm -hmm. and just my parents going to church, hearing them talk about it. But this time it was me. I had to have this direction with God and relationship mm -hmm. in order to stay strong. Like, so during that years of Philly, I got tempted a lot though and to do different stuff because we would go out and kind of stuff. And, and, um, yeah, I think it was, um, I think I was more, still more of a lukewarm Christian at that time, you know, mm -hmm. still the world and trying to, to cling to God as most teenagers at that age, because it's, it's just difficult in general. Mm -hmm. like, uh, and so, yeah, I, I would probably class myself, classify myself as lukewarm during that time. And mm -hmm. then I went to and then this was just a different story. Like, you know, most people didn't go out and drink or have a crazy time, and especially the family I was with, you know, they, you know, were really stable and, and didn't, you know, accept this kind of stuff or tried to stay strong to doing the right things and, and, that, kind of, and that kind of stuff. And um, the, the guy that was there, his name was Malvinos, he, um, yeah, he was he was really strong in his faith, but it was also the community. A lot of the, we also had a, a church nearby where we'd go and, uh, and we would have, um, like, I forgot what they call it, like a brethren church. So they would go out and, and like they would run the church themselves, these kids, and, and they would, you know, hold service and, 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 and worship and these kind of things and, 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 and um, tell uh, testimonies and this kind of stuff. But I would have a translator in my ear because they would speak fair. Mm -hmm. So someone would translate for me, and uh, that was really helpful also. Um, but, yeah, just the community, the kids in, in general were, were, decent, were decent kids, and they really mm -hmm. grew into their faith. And um, and it helped me a lot because you know it motivated mm -hmm. me to want to do the right things all the time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and actually, uh, so I wanted to answer like some some questions that listeners put in, sure. and um, so yeah, uh, Z Next Step Experience had asked like, are there different levels of faith? And so, so like like you were just saying there like like about like how you were a lukewarm Christian you felt and like like I think there are different levels of faith right um and like we're all on a journey right so it's like there's there's different points and times in our life where we're stronger in our faith or we're uh not as strong in our faith Definitely. so yeah so for me I I think you know like there's there's different levels of of faith um so yeah, I mean, I don't know if you also want to touch upon that as well. Um, so, yeah, definitely, I think there's different levels of faith. Um, at that time, I would say I was, you know, I was getting there. I was, I was, mm -hmm. I was climbing the rope. But, um, but I can, I can confidently say now that I've, I've actually just recently during this this coronavirus quarantine, where I, you know, made a stand, and, you know, mm -hmm. kneel down and just beg God for His mercy to forgive me of all mm -hmm. my sins because. I realized the how harmful it is to be a lukewarm Christian because mm -hmm. that you know, 
Jesus says, if you're lukewarm, God will chew you up and spit you out. Like, mm-hmm. that is just, you either on his side or you're not. So you, you can't have the, both, the best of both worlds. It just, it just cannot happen as a Christian. And once mm-hmm. I got that realization, you know, I just repented, turned from my sins, all of them, and tried to mm-hmm. live this life for Christ because trusting in him is the only way I can live forever. And knowing that in the back of my mind is why I always say knowing Jesus is my greatest victory. Because mm-hmm. over anything I could win in football or anything, because if I know mm-hmm. him, I can live yeah. forever. Like, that's just amazing. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when you, you compare these things here on earth, when you win trophies and stuff, it's fantastic. But it's temporary joy. You get mm-hmm. this for maybe about a week or two, and then you have to go back and start a new season again. And it's just like, yeah. Hard or even do well in the game. Next day you have to go to training and perform again. So this, this joy you get is just so momentarily here on earth. Everything that you do, and you always have disappointments. But then knowing that I have Jesus, I can actually enter the kingdom of heaven and live in peace for all eternity with God. And that's just mm-hmm. that is what brings me that you know peace and satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I want to enter that kingdom. I want to stand confidently before the throne of God when it's my time. So then. You know, that's what makes me turn from my sins completely and, you know, just trying to live for him in his glory and tell other people about him because I think it's so important. It's like having a, you know, cure for cancer and not telling anyone. You want yeah. people to know how you can live forever. <laughs> you want people to mm-hmm. understand the truth about mm-hmm. God. You know, we can't earn eternal life, but it's a free gift from God if we are willing to receive it. And, you mm-hmm. know, understanding these things, you know, I'm really standing strong and, you know, I'm not going to be tempted by the world anymore in, in that sense where I used to be. Mm-hmm. In that aspect of, of different levels of faith, definitely, I think there's different levels. Uh, I think when you truthfully turn from your sins and, and, and know that how dangerous it is to sin against God because you're so holy, I think that's the level of faith that you need to reach in order to, yeah, yeah, the highest level in, in a sense where you, you know, do anything in, the, in this world and not be a part of it. Then you know you, you can stand confident in your faith about anyone, never have to be ashamed or anything, any these kind of stuff. That's where you reach this level of faith that you were looking for. You know, when you're still mm-hmm. being by, by worldly things, your faith is there. Like I was, I stand, I stood mm-hmm. strong for God. Like I stood up on mm-hmm. that I am trusting God. I told everyone that I'm not having a plan B, C, D, anything. I'm trusting God that He's gonna mm-hmm. do it. And you heard my voice that day. Yes, I, yeah, I was doing. He, he knows your heart at the same time. He knows when you're for him or you're against him. I was always for God, even those times where I might have been tempted in these kind of things, because, you know, God always knows. I'm, I, I was a child of his, and he heard my voice. Mm-hmm. He delivered me, and he showed me. And, you know, trust in me, I will deliver, and I'll show you great and mighty things that, that, that people know not. So, um, so, yeah, but now I've reached to this point where I just don't want to do wrong things. So that's a level of faith that, you know, it's, it's really can really you know push you to to be your best self then because then you have no guilt inside you anymore you, you you're being a christian and you're doing these things and you just you just feel guilty all the time i i look at myself and say, i can't be feeling this way all the time there's no way and it's like i see these people living for god and how do they do it like i'm always getting tempted by the world but when you truthfully know that you're sincere repentance and you want to live for him he will give you a clean and a clean heart as for him, and he would give a covenant over your eyes, and you just want to live for him, and and that's what really happened to me now during this. 
Yeah, it's a great feeling. It really is. Mm-hmm. Definitely, man. Definitely. Yeah, because, like, you know, he, he was also asking, like, is it, like, black and white as well? And, like, yeah, I, I definitely, you know, see, like, it's, like, there's different levels. And, like, for me, like, when I was in college, I I, I was, you know, enjoying the party life myself. And then, you know, I, I listened to the, I don't know if you listen to, you know, Christian music, but, like, I was listening to Mercy Me. Mercy Me. And, yeah. uh, you know, he said, it came to the lyrics, you know, when you see Jesus face to face. And when I heard that, I just started crying because I was like, man, like, I'm not living this life that, I, you know, that I knew was deep down in me. But like, I wasn't living it, you know, so like, that was kind of like a big, like, like turning point for me, you know, like the decision, like, um, but, but even, even after that turning point, right, I was still at different levels in my faith, you know, because I was still trying to, to grow and try to learn, right? It's like, yeah, so like, it's even like during this time, like people are always going to be learning and growing. And you're always going to be like, you know, at different levels, but like, if you keep trying to, you know, be strong in that, it's like the closer you are, the better, you know? Um, I mean, I, yeah. I agree with that. I mean, you, you can never, ever believe that, you know, I know it all. And that's what I want mm-hmm. most, you know, you have to be humble and, and, and always willing to learn about his word. I've mm-hmm. read I'm trying that. I'm still trying to learn every day, but I'm just thankful mm-hmm. now he's mindset of sin and how dangerous it is towards him mm-hmm. is that you know a blasphemer someone that says omg that's a death sentence in the old testament how serious that is you're using god's yeah. name as a cuss word like and it just it's after i realized all these things how serious it is in god's eyes and i'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna have to tell you for this man on judgment day i better be you know prepared so then you know that's what i'm willing to learn and, and try and understand and then have this relationship with Jesus Christ because he is the way, the truth, and the life. And then that, mm-hmm. understand that, then, you know, we can always learn in our faith, really. Yeah. So Alma Enfor over here asks, do you find it hard to speak about God to others? So, yeah, that's, that's actually a really good question because I definitely did. I, my, mm-hmm. my, I definitely, you know, skeptical especially around you know my my guy friends and and uh because you want to look cool amongst them and you don't want to you know bring mm-hmm. up God and tear down the vibe. yeah yeah you don't want to do all that stuff so you kind of avoid it a lot of time i would never mm-hmm. say i don't believe in god or i don't ever if someone mm-hmm. asked me i would say yes but i would avoid talking about him in certain situations where i knew i probably mm-hmm. could talk about him because this thing of popularity and you want to look cool and and that's mm-hmm. just a world you win but as of now right now in this moment i can talk to god about god about anyone like this it doesn't phase me mm-hmm. that's the point where you know it's just it's a great feeling because you're living for him in confidence and truth and you're not scared to talk about him because like i said it's like having a cure for cancer you're not just holding it for yourself I want to tell other people how you can live forever. How is a possibility where death can be over overcome? Like you don't have to experience death. You don't have to experience hell, you know, and, and mm-hmm. these things where, you know, you get into people's minds, you start talking about, you know, your mortality and, and what, what's going to happen after you die and all these kind of things. And, you know, people start questioning for themselves and they get interested and you start talking about it. But, um, but it's something that mm-hmm. I only do now. That's mm-hmm. 
Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And like, I think as well as like, so just like in our sports career, right? Like there's going to be an end, there's an end date, right? And then also like with with our life, there's going to be an end date too, right? So it's like, why, why put it off? Like, why like ignore it, right? And that, and the thing is, is like, that's why I think like, um, that's why a lot of athletes that do ignore, you know, the possibility of like, oh, what's going to happen after career, their career. That's why right when they do retire, they get, you know, some, some of them get depressed, you know, because like they, they, they didn't, you know, prepare their minds as well as like, they just didn't prepare at all for post career at all. They were just so consumed in their career. But the thing is, is like, it's going to happen. Right. (laughs) And, and the same thing with the end of our life, right. It's going to happen. There's going to be a date. Right. So it's like, you know, like, how can, you know, it's like, why not just, you know, prepare for that, you know? Um, so, yeah. They just don't want to think about it. But why would you, mm-hmm. you could die tomorrow. Like, no, mm-hmm. tomorrow, the next day. So, you know, you have to be ready for that moment. Like, and, mm-hmm. and understand is, you know, whether you believe in God or not, the truth is truth. You're going to have to stand mm-hmm. before the on your last day. It's the one that gave you your eyes to see, your ears to hear, the taste buds to be the taste good food, who's enjoying life now here on earth. This is the one you have to come before. But you have to be pre- prepared. And he is holy, he's righteous, and he's just. People think God is just happy and forgiving. No, I mean, mm-hmm. he forgives you if you're truly genuine in your repentance. Mm-hmm. And that's what people need to understand. And I'm trying to mm-hmm. explain to you now the truth because he is righteous. And it's, every time we sin, we store up his wrath. Like, mm-hmm. you know, God is hates it he's, he's so against it he's sinless so then mm-hmm. you store up his wrath and you know that wrath's gonna come out on the day you die and you're gonna see mm-hmm. all the sins like so when you start realizing this stuff you know it's like whoa, whoa, whoa. i need to do something about this i cannot let this happen i need to trust the savior that's the only one that can get me out of god's courtroom is the savior just like if someone comes in the courtroom and pays your fine even though you're guilty you can be let go jesus did that mm-hmm. on the cross so if you don't mm-hmm. come to him you're just going to stay in the courtroom and you're going to go to prison. You're going to go to hell. You have to trust mm-hmm. in the one who laid his life for your sins. And, mm-hmm. you know, when you realize that, you know, for myself, that's when I genuinely turn to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, it's, uh, and people need to understand that there will be a time, like you were saying, like, you know, everything comes to an end eventually. You know, nothing goes mm-hmm. on forever. Heaven, and, and your life is just forever. You don't have to worry about death or any of that stuff anymore. But, um, yeah. You know, everything here on earth is, is temporary. It's so temporary. And I realize mm-hmm. that. Definitely, man. Uh, another question. Does faith make... Let me see. I wrote it down here. Does faith make you play better as a footballer? That's a good question also. Mm-hmm. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily say it makes me play better on the field because that's up to yourself at the end of the day. You know, how much you train, how much effort mm-hmm. you put in. Um, just like anything else, you know, God's just going to say, give you a magic gift. If you're not doing anything, you know, it's mm-hmm. not relevant. You need to work for your, your, the gift that he's mm-hmm. given. So it's, you know, make it as best you can. And, and training is so critical. Um, but, you know, having faith in God is, that's apart from soccer. I don't think, you know, God is so great and so merciful and so mm-hmm. righteous that, you know, these things that we're doing here on earth, all he wants us to do is give him glory for it, you know? Mm-hmm. Not necessarily to make us play better, but do your best and give him glory in whatever you do. And mm-hmm. that's kind of concept. Then they realize that God is not a, a genie in a bottle. 
not gonna just bless you if you ask for something. He says, you know, the pleasures here on earth, I'm not gonna bless you with them. You know, it's if you come to me, then I will give you. It's so when blessings come when you least expect it. If you realize that, you know, I didn't mm -hmm. expect that um, that offer in that day. It just mm -hmm. came, but God blesses you when you least expect it. So, you know, faith when you're playing. I really and truly, what I do before I play is I just ask God for protection. You know, protect me on the field. Help me, you know, stay away from injury, harm, because he says, I'm your protector. So if you ask for protection, that's the most important thing, that you're okay. When I'm done, I leave the field. I, I do everything I can to mm -hmm. perform my best. But hopefully I can walk mm -hmm. off the field at the same time. You know, that's, that's the real yeah. thing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's interesting. Because actually for me, like, so as a goalkeeper, for me, like, the game is very mental, right? So, like, you know how, like, they say, like, training. Like, there's a lot of different aspects of the game, right? Like, the physical training, the tactical, your technical, all those aspects. But also, like, for me, like, the mindset is also – mindset and stress levels right. uh, is also a, a, big, a big component, you know? And for me, like, when I'm just in my faith, I just right. feel more aligned. I feel more confident. I feel more at ease. I feel more freed up when I'm playing too. And um, I, I don't know, I just feel like with, with more purpose, uh, you know, while I'm playing, you know, because, I, yeah. Definitely, because, you know, like I was saying, like, you know, faith is, 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 is trusting in, in God in general. So, you know, once you, mm -hmm. I go out next time and I start to play, I'm a whole different person now. I'm actually interested to see how I'm going to play now with this understanding of God fully. Mm -hmm. The point where you know, I know that this man sacrificed his son for me. I, I realize the detrimental of sin. I can live in confidence. I don't have to be scared about him anymore. So when I go out to that field now, I'm interested to see how confident I play, because you know, like I said before, I was always trapped in these both worlds and want to do this, this, that. Yeah. This yeah. environment now, I want to see what I do. Cause I'm playing with extreme confidence, knowing that God is on my side this time. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not trying to do wrong things i'm trying to live for him so um mm -hmm. yeah definitely i agree with you you know having him on your side it gives you a boost of confidence in a way knowing mm -hmm. that you're gonna give your best effort and and mentally also like you're saying it's mentally stressful a lot of time football mm -hmm. just just drink a lot of time like and you know knowing that you have him and you knowing mm -hmm. jesus went through on the cross and through his crucifixion you realize is maybe not as bad, so that even pushes you even more to want to do well because yeah. the worst ever, you know, we suffer yeah. getting crucified or stabbed in our hands or feet. Like we're just mm -hmm. at our best level, and when you know that, you can just push yourself to the limit. Like absolutely, mm -hmm. yeah, for sure, definitely. Yeah, and s some other questions. Um, how do you feel playing with others? don't have the same faith as you and do you think uh or do you think if they did they could play better and enjoy life more um that's a good question um i would say i, I can't have any control over mm -hmm. uh, and what they uh, what they believe i can try and lead them to jesus but it's, it's only god that's going to change their life i'm not going to i have no control over that i can just mm -hmm. lead them to, to knowing him but um but yeah, I, I, I think it's comfortable. Most of, 90% of the time, you're going to be playing with people that probably aren't believers. So that's yeah. just a thing to do, especially in our sport or any sport in general. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I definitely don't find an offense to it or anything like that. You know, Jesus accepts everyone. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to see everyone as, as equal. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely take no offense to that at all. And don't mind if no one's a believer or not. All you do is just pray for them. You know, hopefully yeah. they will. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, um, the other question was that, um, uh, what was the second part to the question? It was, uh, the second part was, do you think if they did, could they play better and well, enjoy yeah. life more? Yeah. Um, you know, like I said, that, I don't think it can play better in that aspect, you know, mm-hmm. working and, 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 and training and then you can improve in the game. So, you know, that doesn't really necessarily have to do with believing in God in that aspect. But, you know, yeah, I, I would probably say they can enjoy life. I can finally enjoy life finally at peace mm-hmm. rather than what I was doing before, you know, doing enjoying life and feeling guilty afterward, you know, going out and having the pleasures of the world. But if you don't know God, then it's not really going to affect you then. So you will mm-hmm. enjoy that aspect, but you won't get the fulfillment of joy. Mm-hmm when you come to God because you know like I said anything you do is just temporary I realize that now God is eternal that's why having peace in him you 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 have this joy that's forever inside you and no one can take that when you go out and have a good time you you say if you go out and just get drunk out of your mind and have a great mind next morning you probably can't remember half the things and Mm -hmm. what was that and then you just go about your day next and that joy was just for that night for that couple moments like Mm -hmm. Me personally, I think knowing God can give you that full enjoyment of life to the fullest. Mm-hmm. But um, but you know everyone and does their own things, and I, I'm I yeah. Think, uh, I'm just saying my my personal um, opinion about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, like I I definitely agree with that. Like I think so. He asks he asked about like playing with others who don't have the same faith. I actually I I sometimes find that pretty cool actually because like. Like, I, I get to learn more about them and, like, why they believe in certain things. Right. And, like, it also, like, it makes me stronger in my faith because, you know, like, sometimes it's, like, you know, like, then they ask me more questions about my faith, you know, that too. Or I ask myself more questions about my faith. And I think it's cool. I think, I think you should definitely surround yourself with people who are not like you. You know, that also helps. Like, obviously, like, people that want to help drive you, but also other people, you know, you know, all different spectrums. So, and then also like, uh, yeah, if, if they would play better and enjoy life more, like, yeah, I, I agree with you say as well. Like, like not, it, 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 it's not really, but like at the same time, it's like, like for me, it works because like, I feel aligned exactly. you know, with my faith and my football, you know, for some people, it just they just won't feel aligned because it's not what they truly believe in, you know. But that's up to them to you know really do some like soul searching, you know, right. uh, you know, for them to do some self reflecting with God and 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 try to learn more, you know, um, and 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 seek. Uh, so so yeah, definitely um, yeah, definitely I agree, you know, and in this world, like you said, I was saying before, you know, we have a lot of Christians in this world, but. A lot of them still don't know the truth um, about God and think he's just someone's going to forgive you all the time, no matter how many wrong things you do. And it's, it's just, you know, it's our job, if you know the truth, to spread it because mm-hmm. to understand what's going to really happen. And 
and, and it's, it's out of love. It's not out of, you know, making you feel bad or anything. It's about mm -hmm. uh, about you, and I want you to try and enter the kingdom one day. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah, in general, it's you know, you're gonna meet people all the time throughout your life that you know is non-Christian, non-believers, atheists, and, and mm -hmm. how do you respond to them? And that's what mm -hmm. pushes you to learn more, so you can answer these questions and uh, mm -hmm. really stand strong in your faith. Sure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, what's his name here? Luis from Honduras. You know, was just uh, saying hi to. You. He says blessings from Honduras, Darius. I wish you a great year, and God is taking care every day of you and your family. Blessings. Ah, thanks. So, sure. Yeah. And let's see here. Okay. And I think we got one more. Um. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Zev also asked, when you make a mistake, what do you say to God? Okay, yeah. that's a good that's a good question that's a good question and and i and i reflected on this so like but i'm I'm curious what uh what 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 you think so when he asks that question does he mean mistake in life or in soccer so for football he, he just he just said mistake so mistake, okay. it's it's however you want to answer it right um wow so um so for me personally if i slip up or do something that i know mm -hmm. is not right at the time i you know, try to find a time where I can get away from wherever I am and ask God for that forgiveness as soon as I can because mm -hmm. I don't want to put that off until later. I I just, I have this feeling in my, in my heart now where I just don't like doing wrong. So, mm -hmm. you know, when I do do wrong or sometimes subconsciously, I make a mistake um, in life, I, I, I really try and get before God as fast as I can and, Ask for that genuine repentance or forgiveness, um, but um, but in, in soccer, if I to put that soccer, um, yeah. Let's say you make a mistake in a game, right? Um, you know, last time I was playing was a while ago. So back in those times, um, yeah, I would, uh, I would, I would get frustrated. If I'm going to be honest, I would get really, mm -hmm. especially you know, miss an easy chance or you know, make a bad pass or uh, I, I would get frustrated at myself and, you know, mm -hmm. sometimes um, I start to slip out and it's just like, oh, like, I just, you know, get this, this anger inside of me and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I don't like it because it's not, mm -hmm. but that's sometimes what the game does to you because yeah, you're passionate and so, you know, fast going that, you know, these things happen during the time. And, um, mm -hmm. and I'm praying for it to ask God to help me with mm -hmm. that. Know, as I start to play again, but um, yeah, it's something that's it's almost like uncontrollable in a sense where you miss each chance. And it's just the first thing that comes to your mind is ah, oh, dang, like it's just like crazy. Goes yeah. Like, oh, mm. like, done that. Yeah. And um, so it's like, yeah, it's just just the passion for the game makes that happen. But um, but yeah, I, I would say that, you know in life I, I would try even after a game something like that still ask for forgiveness because you know at the end of the day it's not right in general. But, mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, I always try to come before God as fast as I can. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. You know, so I was thinking about this, right? And and I think like like in in the short term, you look at a mistake, and you know we could get frustrated, right? But the thing is, is like if we ignore the mistake, like after it happened, and only get frustrated but don't do anything about it then it's really a mistake. You mistake. know what I'm saying? That's yep. a real mistake. Yep. Because, yeah. like, a mistake 
is mistakes are good, right? If we can reframe that in our mind, because if we can take it and learn from it, right? So we self-reflect and learn from it and then grow from it. So that, so now, now we're thinking more long-term, let's say like a 10 year pro career, right? You know, and, and more pivotal matches, bigger, bigger matches that you'll be playing in or I'll be playing in, right? We won't be making those mistakes anymore, right? And um, so it's really hard to think about like, wow, like be thankful for making these mistakes, right? But like, but like the thing is, we, it, yeah, at the moment we're thinking short term, but then, then again, so like now I'm thinking about like your whole, your whole spiritual journey as well, right? It's like, you know how like they say, all right, you, we've already won, you know, because yeah. Christ has already risen, right? Yeah. So it's like, it's like, same with these mistakes, they're going to happen. And that's, and that's okay um and be thankful because there are still greater things to come much greater things you know so like yeah i i think like a lot of times it's like there maybe there's like for me at least i think at times like when i when i would get frustrated too is because there there is also some self doubt in in like uh the short term but like this is us, this is our human, you yeah. know, our, hu our human instincts, right? Our human minds, right? This is why it's like, it's good to, you know, continue to cultivate ourselves, you know, in the Lord, you know, because he's, he's the, he's, he's not, he's not of the flesh, you know, he's, he, you know, so like, yeah, it's like, it's like that balance, you know? Yeah. So. I, I wasn't even thinking about that. Yeah. In the long term, like in general, like mistakes, just, you ha you have to put on your mind. That you will mm -hmm. stumble, but do not mm -hmm. fall. Do not just fall mm -hmm. and be depressed and, 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 and get angry. Knowing that you will stumble makes you overcome these mistakes in a way that you know God is greater. That way, so yeah. I, that, that's, that's a really good way of putting it because you know, once you have that in your mind, then you, you won't you know, feel this guilt and, and all this stuff for making mm -hmm. life. You know, that just probably will, will happen in your life. Yeah. Yeah, because we've already won, you know, we've already won. Already won um, yeah, yeah. So we got one minute left. So, you know, I just wanted to say thank you, man, for coming on. I, you know, like it's uh, I'm sure like a lot of people, you know, we can, uh, you know, view this and and grow, you know, because like, you know, this, you know, for me, it's like it's helped me a lot, you know, football and faith. So, uh, yeah, man, I, I appreciate you coming on and, and helping and um so yeah if there's anything else you wanted to say as well if i mean i don't know i mean we've gone an hour and we got about 30 seconds left before this cuts off do you want to hop back on for another 10 minutes or so um no i mean i just want to say thank you like I, i'm yeah I'm, like i said you know anybody that's watching continue mm -hmm. to, to have faith if you are a believer a believing athlete you know don't lose hope don't lose faith and know the greatest victory was won by jesus and victories here on earth can be won and you rejoice in them but having that mind that you know Jesus won the battle is the greatest victory of all. So I want to thank Amen. you. Uh, it, was, it was a really amazing time and I'm really thankful for the opportunity. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Darius. Yeah, Take sure. care. You too. All the best. God bless. God bless, man. And for tuning in to another episode of A Footballer's Faith. I just wanted to say thank you guys so much because 
you know, I, I, I try to be as authentic, you know, genuine and real in these conversations with other pro footballers, uh, who are also followers of Christ, because there's a lot we can learn from, from their experiences and my experiences as well as, as a footballer in Christ and, you know, the mistakes and also from these successes. And, you know, if you are a footballer who also is a follower of Christ and you also want to grow, not just in one of those aspects, but in both and be able to align those two uh, and dominate really in, in both of those aspects and just grow head over to my website, afootballersfaith.com and subscribe to the email list because I'll be sending out exclusive content for you guys and how you can grow as a footballer and in your faith in Christ so that you can dominate in these areas and achieve your goals. Uh, because, you know, for me, like growing up, it was... You know, I felt confliction between these two, you know, and, you know, I've I've dedicated this time to really, uh, you know, tackle these obstacles that that were making these conflictions between both. And now I just feel so much more aligned. Right. And that's that's what I want for you guys as well, because, you know, as followers of Christ, you know, it's it's important. You know, it's it's definitely very important to 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 utilize your gifts. And yeah, so uh, head over to my website. I'll put it in the show notes here. And uh, thanks again from, you know, from the bottom of my heart. I really appreciate you guys and wanted to leave you with a verse. And it comes from Proverbs three, verse five. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. 